0: Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan.
1: We are CCTV, the non-stop pop show.
0: And join us for a round of Is It In for the biggest K-pop releases of December, 2022.
1: Looking for an awesome global pop music podcast? Well, look no further. Chris and I have the inside scoop with extensive experience from performing on stage to working at record labels. So you can also join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash and become a part of our amazing crew. And it includes wonderful crew members like Lissette, Lily, Emily, Kevin, and Juliette. woo So make sure to click that subscribe button or follow button and let's explore the world of pop music together. Yes!
0: And thanks to all of you who voted in the polls on Patreon and across our socials because your input helped us decide on the songs for this episode. And if you want to join in and have a say in future song selections, make sure to subscribe and leave a comment with your picks. All right, so this episode, we'll be discussing some of the top K-pop releases from December 2022. Are they bops or flops? Let's find out.
1: Welcome to Is It Boffin? Here we discuss the songs and discuss the production, lyrics, and videos and everything in between. So let's find out do we have bops or flops? A first is NCT Dream with Candy. This is a cover of the 1996 hit Candy by K pop boyfriend H O T, the first K pop boyfriend, actually. Wow, do mm. you think about it, it's crazy. And this song was written by Jang Yong Jin and produced by Ken Z. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Chris, I'll let you kick us off. What do you think about this song? Yes.
0: Well, so I didn't really know K-pop in the mid-90s, but I know this song is a <laughs> classic and is one of the biggest hits of the time. So this just goes along. You know, we've been saying the whole 90s nostalgia thing is real, like, all these old artists are yeah. coming back, like the sound is going back to the 90s sound. So this is great yeah. timing and it's SM Entertainment. So use the masters in the publishing that you already own, right? Um, so it's smart <laughs> right. as, a, as a business decision. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because this has actually now become a huge hit for NCT Dream. It's broken <clears throat> like records for them, I believe. Wow. <laughs> um, so good for them um but yeah. yeah i i enjoyed this for what it is and i appreciate that they stayed quite faithful to the original because sometimes with these covers like even with the Espo one mm-hmm. like they did remove a lot of the elements oh, from the original and yeah. did change a lot of the feel of it um but this one was a little mm-hmm. more faithful compared to that it does have a slightly more hip-hoppy feel which makes sense for nct mm-hmm. um yeah and just more depth of course within the production and the drums aren't as mm-hmm. kind of the drums are really intense in the original one. So this one's like a little oh, more yeah. toned down and just a little more dynamic. Um, but, you know, the song is like signature K-pop cheese. And so <laughs> they did a good job of, of keeping it quite cute and young, you know, which the NCT Dream Unit, that's kind of what they are. Right. Um But yeah. they did execute it well. It does still sound very sweet and well-rounded, but they didn't. It's not overly cheesy, which I appreciate, and I think that has helped also with the mm-hmm. rappers because they just naturally have rougher textures. They're not doing it as like obviously there's a rap in the original version, but they're doing it a oh, little yeah. harder. A little like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. so, so yeah, I think the whole execution was really well done. It was not cringeworthy, um, which it very easily could have been. Um, And also have to give a shout out because Hei Chan gets some nice higher harmony moments in the second verse. And we, you know, we always scream for harmonies and like unison (laughs) singing in K-pop. So more of that would be great.
1: Oh, I think because it's a remake, they didn't deviate from the original too much, which I'm really glad because the whole genre bending in K-pop has lost its novelty. And most importantly, I think it's lost its cohesion Mm. um, with the genre bending. So I'm like really pleased with the simple breakdown moments like in the pre- or even in the bridge, like it just sounds natural, or at least we're, or like, yeah, it sounds natural, and more organic. Like we have sounds that are already present, either take away or add, which I appreciate, you know. Um, and not because it's just like a '90s influence. Um, so I think it's interesting that like thinking about the '90s because the '90s, I actually did like a cute little dance cover a, a while back. Um, not a full official one, but like something from like Instagram stories. Um, of the original because I didn't think of the new one when it came out. Mm. Um. And I think the original actually sampled uh, Dreamhouse's Stay, um, which actually sampled the four seasons of, won't you say, just a little bit Uh-oh. longer. So the Dreamhouse version um, is more EDM kind of sounding, a little bit more island feel, which SM kind of went off and did like back in the 90s. And oh, my God, I am so glad that fake ska patois thing in, in the beginning is gone. Oh, yeah. I hate that <laughs> so much. And then the production, like, again, it just felt like Baja men. And I didn't like it. And it also, the background vocals in the original featured this random, like, woman, like, riffing in the back, like, oh, ah, la. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow, wow. Like, it was just giving karaoke singer. And that's why I'm so glad when you mentioned Haytown. So I started laughing because I was like, <laughs> thank God they use him and not the sister. Well, that wasn't the sister, but she tried to sound like one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and. It stayed very true to the original and the 90s pop hip hop fluences, which is like the new jack swing and then like okay. the orchestral hits definitely elevated it and made it feel like current, but also like a remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but I like that. Magusa a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, what so, did you think you of know, the visual?
1: They are so cute. I mean, as a group, that the chewing gum candy just makes sense, right? Uh-huh. Um... Now, I will say that as they get older, it's going to be kind of weird to see them as NCT Dream because Super Junior used to do Super Junior H, like Super Junior Happy, and they had, like, songs about slumber parties, and I did not appreciate that. Um, But, you know, um, they've played up with these guys being like, you know, I think they're in their early 20s, right? at this point right so they don't look too cute or too creepy uh the yellow scene and the sound stage remind me of the sound they used for kick it so i feel like there was no like cleverness there but the whole idea of the video was cute like having them be like uh li sumani in the candy factory i guess if i had to kind of give it like an idea because it was what a computerized almost like glitch mode computer making heart candies mm-hmm. and and it was, a lot of it was calling back to the 90s, like the arcade, even the transition said going to the 90s arcade with the DDR. Yeah. Um, I think it was cute. Uh, and I like the fashion and the styling and the, the ode to the old video, because in the old video, they were trying to like not 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 the word I want to say is not nice, but they were actually kind of like just doing the most to get the attention of a foreign girl. Yeah. And I was like, you know, SM loves their random foreigners in the video, yeah, yeah. like back in the day. Y'all don't know, and was, in concert VCRs listen,
0: too. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> listen, y'all don't know we had to go through just confusion. Kind of it was just a random white girl, like oh god, okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, hate just saying <laughs> random white girl, random ass white girl. All right, but you know, and I also liked the little like like stylistic nods, like not only were they wearing the baggy fits, but they also had band aids, which was like a callback to like Nelly and Left mm. Eye and the whole like you know wearing the strikeout kind of thing or wearing the band aid as like a interesting thing. Um, No props, just 90s coolness, I guess, or 90s culture, you Mm -hmm. know, so I appreciated it. What about you? How do you feel about the video?
0: Yeah, well, so I think it's interesting that this is, they counted this as the winter single, you know, because really the song Uh, in itself is not a winter song, um, but uh, yeah, they're they're counting it as a Christmas or or winter song, I I, I guess, a holiday song, Um, but I wish despite that that they didn't make it so christmasy in the music video because i think that takes away oh, yeah. the timeliness of it right because now it's like mm. this song is a k-pop classic and it's not tied to a holiday or a season but then now they yeah. made it so that it is so i don't actually love that i think it's an interesting choice mm-hmm. that they decided to do that um but i thought yeah i think the scenes are really good they again with sm they always just do the absolute most with these videos but i think it all actually made sense like all the digital heart projections and things were cute Uh, there's a general story throughout the thing they did do the homage to the theme park which i appreciated so um and even in the in the choreo as well they did reference the original obviously the chorus is the same obviously they do it much sharper than than, the (laughs) h.o.t did um but even other little references in the other choreo too like renjun like scooting on the floor is a thing um and and like yeah i appreciated that and the choreo is, is great like you know like mm-hmm. I said, they did make it sharper and more difficult. Um, but it's not, yeah. compared to the other NCT stuff, though, it's not difficult because it's just kind of a lot of classic oh, yeah. 90s, like, street jazz kind of grooves throughout the whole thing with a lot of jumping and stuff. Um, so it was very mm-hmm. true to the time, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and otherwise, but, just a lot of good moments for them to interact and just kind of just perform without having to worry about mm-hmm. doing the absolute most intricate crazy choreo so i appreciated it for again what it was um it'll be interesting to see how they treat this song moving forward like whether they count it as kind of one of their big singles if they're just like that was a holiday christmas single like you know whatever the christmas number one (laughs) yeah
1: i know you're right now okay well so how would you rate the song candy and the video all together what would you give it
0: i would give it an eight how about you
1: I'm actually going to match you. You know, for me, I just feel like it was a nice little break from the break from the ads, mm-hmm. if you will. It was nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
0: All right, so moving on to New Jeans with Ditto, which is a pre release single for the song OMG, which was released on January 2nd. And um, of course, we will include OMG in our recap before February. So when we release mm-hmm. it in February, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but Ditto has become its own hit in its own right, and it was done by Yeva Dimberg Cho Hui. Oh, someone <laughs> <didn't>
1: see that <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> There's also Wu <laughs> um, two fifty, and also Minji of New Jeans actually participated, which is awesome. Look at um, her. So we actually haven't talked about New Jeans on this show yet, but I know both of us no. have been obsessed. With a lot of their yes. singles, I'm very happy <laughs> that they're back already. Um, but yeah, uh, what do you think of Ditto?
1: Okay, so I like the Ditto title because, like, when I was younger, I used to tell my family and friends Ditto when they said I love you or something like that. Like, literally, I got it from the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze, and every time he would tell like Demi, like I love you, she, they go Ditto. So I like it, it became my personality for years. Um, <laughs> again, it's like really nice and cute to say. Other than like, likewise, or me too, you know. So, I think I like the title just right off the bat because it's their own personal connection. But just just looking at it, it's not like long title, long name. You have to guess, right? Because um, you don't know where the song is going to go. Also, as well with the ditto thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, production wise, taking away my nostalgia, uh, the UK garage sound is making a resurgence. Okay, and I mean some Western audiences are being introduced to it like via Pink Panthers. Um, or even like if you're a UK fan already, like you've already known, you you already know what the vibes were, or you already knew. Yeah. Um, or you listen to Craig David. I mean, I'm, honestly, I feel like our audience right now listening is like way too young. But if you want to get more into it, guys, definitely check out UK anything. Um. But I see K-pop fans doing their due diligence, and it's so fun to see it. Like, oh, where is this influence coming from? So I appreciate that um and again it's really interesting to hear 90s r&b like 90s 2000 r&b being interpreted through like korean girls like that are once removed from the generation like Mm -hmm. it's so weird they're like random foreign cousins you know that really appreciate the music or at at least their creative director is so it's again it's interesting to see what an adult's interpretation or adults like curation of young girls doing it and how cool it's become um Like, sonically speaking, the song is cool in the sense of, like, the UK garage sound, like, the the drum machine kind of Mm -hmm. sound to it and, like, the haunting ooze. Um, I will say, vocally speaking, um, not even to talk about the production, because I'm pretty sure you will do that, Um, they're not sangy singers. Um, And I think that's what's refreshing about them. Um, They aren't bad singers. Um, they are approaching singing a little bit more, more with a quieter, whispery kind of spoken tone. tone excuse me, and it's taken the West, especially here in America, by storm. Like for the past several years, uh, I'm not, I'm not talking about Billie Eilish either. Like she's an example of it, but there's a lot of even in R&B that kind of. They sing like this, and I, ooh, 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 and it's not bad. It's just different. Um, and in K-pop, it was complete opposite. K-pop was like, make it louder, make it brighter, make it higher, make it beltier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess his loss, it's kind of like, again, novelty again, but I appreciate that now it's like less about the belting and more about addictive top lines and smoother mixes. So I think, honestly, it's good. And I feel like SM kind of dropped the ball with the Adore CEO, now CEO, because whatever they weren't doing for her, high B is like, listen, whatever you want, girl, we'll give you the check for it. Like, cause- Or she just this, took the initiative
0: not- and was like, I can do my own thing. They <laughs> might not be that. This is yeah. true.
1: This is true. I I do wonder what happened with that, but it's interesting to hear like this kind of R and B sound that SM kind of did in the beginning. Yeah, now being taken over to one of the biggest companies in Korea. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it is very interesting because obviously there is the big FX connection, and if you've listened Mm -hmm. to our show at all, you know we're both huge FX fans, and they're forgotten within the world of Kwangya now um they do not have their own planet <laughs> but, um, not at all um but if you go from like four walls and a lot of those songs to this it's a very natural progression sonically which is interesting um and yeah mm-hmm. i agree i think vocally they do execute it very well i will say maybe because they are still quite young but there isn't much difference in their tones like i cannot listen to their songs and know who's singing what and i'm usually pretty good at that i would say um and so it'll be interesting as they get older how their tones develop separately from each other um because right now it is a little samey for me um but saying that though they do execute it very well i think the song is cool because i think even in the production you mentioned it being kind of dreamy and ethereal but with that there's Mm -hmm. also an eeriness to it as well um so it sounds hopeful and innocent in both the production and the way they're singing it, but it's also kind of foreboding because there's that eeriness to it. It's almost like, mm-hmm. oh, you're so young, you don't know how love is, like how crazy yeah. relationships can get. And you're thinking very innocently right yeah. now. And there's this weird kind of like foreboding <sighs> sound to it, which yeah. is really cool. And that makes it that adds yeah. so many layers to the song um so yeah i really appreciate it i will say the first time i listened to it i did think it was quite understated but once you get the video and everything it's like i have listened to it multiple times just today
1: the video had a lot of like camera work with the girls and it was interesting to kind of see a lot of the uh the, what is it like version a and version b yeah what did you a, think about b. the music video mm-hmm. yeah yeah thank you what did you think about it? Yes. Those?
0: Well, first off, props to, I think it's Wu Suk-shin who's the director, right? And I believe he's been doing a lot of their videos. Um, but mm-hmm. it is cool. And I've read so many different interpretations of what this video means, so I'm excited to hear <laughs> what you think of it. Um, but, you know, I'm a 90s kid, so obviously I'm from the days of the VHS. So kind of the whole idea of transporting yeah. them back to the 90s and them being, you know, in that time as, as school kids... Um, and they use mm-hmm. the VHS filter very well. So it really does kind of just transport you away. It is like watching a mini film a little bit, which is really cool. It's not yeah. just a music video. Um, and then the two music videos, they both seem to be told from the perspective of this sixth girl or classmate, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But then it's like a little confusing what's going on. So, yeah, um, I will say before you yeah. give your interpretation, though, um, there's also some great marketing because Bon Hisu actually has mm. her own youtube channel and she's been uploading <laughs> unedited clips from the video like the raw footage of her mm. like filming new jeans in class and you know you know all the stuff that was mm-hmm. in the video so it's just the mar- and she's put up like dance practices and stuff as well um so yeah just amazing marketing it's so good so good but
1: yes oh yeah please go ahead welcome to shan's corner where we're gonna figure out what this video is about so <clears throat> <clears throat> you know, I read some theories too, mm. um, but I think before I didn't I didn't read them as much. I'm not. I won't say I'm not a reader. I like to read, but I just I stopped after a while. But I was like, I wanted people to think about it. Um, it seems like everyone has the same kind of idea of like parasocial relationships for sure. Uh, I remember watching the video and thinking, Oh God, I hope they don't introduce a sixth member for whatever reason. That was my first song
0: Oh, interesting.
1: But then, <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, my brain because at this point, K-pop is just unpredictable. You don't know what to expect. Like, ugh so um, aside from that, though, um, when I watched the video, the whole like not showing the girl's face was really interesting and only showing the guy um, and the point of view and the way it was shot was very um, I thought I thought new jeans were dead. I didn't think they were like the parasocial thing that I'm going to get into. I thought they were dead ghosts. And she just remembering her time with her friends like, oh, I remember when we used to play whatever, you know, like she was injured. So I thought, oh, my God, it was a car accident or something. I was thinking worst case scenario. But yeah, I think the whole theory about it all being parasocial was really interesting because you have this girl who is interacting with new genes, but they almost don't interact directly with her. Like yeah, they see like they they kind of do like the cute, fun stuff, and like when they're having fun, they acknowledge her. But the thing that really stood out to me and it made me realize like oh like they're not really actually there, or like they're not providing to her what she really needs, is when that boy was looking at her um, from like. I think on one of the staircases mm-hmm. and she was like crying and they were trying to com- comfort her. And, she, you know, then she ran away and it kind of made me think like, Oh wow. Like a lot of us get lost in K-pop like that. Right. Where it's like, K-pop saved my life. K-pop did this. K-pop did that when it's like, no, K-pop is like an escape, not a remedy. And I think that's what, uh, we said, he, he, so, he, Soo, yeah, bon but yeah, he, Sue. I think she represents fans as in general, um, being so tied up and you're my happiness, you're my happiness, when K-pop fans are not our friends. This whole time she's a voyeur into their world, into their life, and they made her happy, not the other way around. Okay. And, and I, I appreciated that. And it's like when she finally put the camera down and actually connected with the guy, it was like, okay, there's reality. And then maybe when she came back and she looked at the VCR, she could remember the time that she had, much like how's you, how you and I do it. Like we watch DVDs or we watch YouTube videos. Like we know we like Shiny, but we know we're not part of the group. We know that we'll never be friends with these men and women, you know? But a lot of young fans don't have that. And I mm-hmm. appreciate that uh, New Jeans did that. Again, very much like FX would have done something like this, mm-hmm. I feel like. No? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I, I think the most poignant thing for me was um, you see them sign her cast but then mm-hmm. they actually didn't, you know? So it, it is that yeah. whole thing. It's like you dream that these idols are are giving you this attention and love, but really mm-hmm. they aren't. Um, but nope. by showing her kind of nope. older at the end and reflecting back and watching these old videos of new genes, it was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. like they were a really important part of my life and I can enjoy yes. what they gave to me. And so it's kind of very interesting because you're right. It's very similar to our relationship with, music now as well and it's like I can go back and enjoy all this stuff but like I don't feel any like relationship further than that Mm -hmm. with them yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which is interesting because oh boy no offense to fans but full offense y'all get a little obsessive and it's uncomfortable even me like as a singer like there are some fans of mine that will reach out to me and uh, you almost feel guilty for not responding but I'm like I can't Mm -hmm. respond to everyone like I appreciate your support so much so but I hope this doesn't sour our relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to create a relationship with someone you don't know, mm-hmm. and that listens to you, you know. So again, it's interesting. So I'm happy that they did it. But again, I think I might go over a lot of people's heads because, like, oh god, the girls just so pretty. <laughs> they don't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, we've been to the shows. Um, but speaking of shows as well, um, they would they would definitely benefit from a live band. Um, there, it's live is fire. Mm. It reminded me of like MTV Unplugged. Did you like it?
0: I did. I, I liked that they interpreted it a little more jazzy, a little bit more of a ballad. Again, mm-hmm. I will say just their voices just sound so similar. And then there's no uni- yeah. unison singing at all. So I feel like that takes away from it as, as, for yeah. them as a group. Um, but yeah. I'm very excited for them to eventually like tour and stuff. Very curious because they're great performers. Um, yes. Yeah. What do you think of the choreo?
1: Okay, it wasn't bad, right? My thing with me is, like, I feel like it's a little off, right? Especially with that arm roll. Dun, 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 yeah. bling, bling, dun, dun, dun. It's just a little off. Yeah. For me, it just feels like not everything has to be, like, swaggy and, and groovy and hard-hitting. Like, I wonder what would have happened if they would have incorporated a little bit more house-esque choreo as opposed to, like, trendy TikTok moves. Because a lot of TikTok moves that are in there that are, like, really cute, like, ha ah, that's fun. But if I think about how it sounds and what I've seen done with it and how awesome more footwork, um, and not just like the kicking and the swing and the hit hit and the pop pops. I really would wonder what would have happened if they had a little stop pivot, uh, kick, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of well, something else other than trendy. It doesn't mean it's bad. It's just for me, like even right here, it was just for the sake of for what? I don't know what that was for. Like a little winding arm thing. It's mm. not bad. It's cute. I just <laughs> wonder what would have happened if they just oh, push the edge, to push the edge, push the limit of. What they can actually do choreography speaking because it looks just much like um attention and high boy in that sense like i get they have a certain dance style but switch it up a little bit especially with that chorus that's just my opinion yeah i didn't
0: actually mind the choreo itself my issue was more so just the musicality of it because the song is a pretty chill Mm -hmm. song and so them doing this full the f out grooving thing for the entire song is a little That's much amazing. like first off also good yeah. luck trying to sing this live with that choreo is impossible <laughs> um but <laughs> honestly i think the most effective parts even though yes some parts look really great and they're super clean but it just in terms of musicality mm-hmm. it's where the little bits where they got to yeah. interact with each other and i think i said the same thing about hype boy as well they have little yeah. moments where they look at each other and interact with each other there's one part where they're in like the inverted v and all they're doing is just mm-hmm. like a little hip hit kind of yeah and, and clapping with each other it's, it just looks yeah. fun it doesn't need to be anything more than that um, like this is a right. little crazy. It does look really fun. Like I would yeah. love to learn it, but in terms yeah. of musicality, it's a lot. A little more That's than it what needs it to is. be. Yeah. And then yeah, they're not singing it that way. So yeah, the musicality just yeah. doesn't make sense. It feels like it is just mm-hmm. like we need to do something super energetic and, and super impressive so that people, you know, are will watch it. But the this mm. song didn't necessarily need that.
1: But yes, all that being said, though, I would give this song a good solid nine, which is annoying because it's like, I don't want to give it that high. I'm like, is this is being unfair, but it's a nine. It's a nine worthy song.
0: It is definitely. You know what? I'm going to go a little higher and go 9.5 because it has grown on me a lot just in the past couple days. days. Oh. Um, it'll oh. probably be in my top 2023 <laughs> list of songs. And it's only oh it's only been a couple days. So.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Song number three is Vernon with Black Eye. Nothing to be mistaken, with Black Eye as I've been calling it. So the song was the third track from the 17 member of Vernon and it's done by Hong Hun Ki Oh Wei of Prison Filter and Rob Roy and Vernon. Okay, so here we are with the pop, punk, all English track from Vernon. Uh, I mean, Vernon not rapping is, is good, mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, just kind of show a little bit more range. Um, and I get that the song was meant to cause like a pathos or pathos, however you want pronounce it, the pathos of loneliness and isolation, but I really felt that emotionally connected to the track. you know? Um, it didn't do it for me. I just, and lyrically speaking, it was a little bit all over the place in terms of like, like avoiding attachment. was like, I don't want you, but I want I want love, but I might burn you. Stay away from me. I don't know. It's just really weird. Like it's just, It just felt a little bit like, quote farmed, where it was like, I'm a dumpster fire. I don't want to burn you. But don't turn away from me with your light. You know, it's just weird. And I hate the lyric, put a muzzle on me and I'll spit in your mouth. I guess. I guess. (laughs) I guess. I just, Uh that one threw me. Um, Uh, Okay. So first off, I
0: will say I'm a fan of Vernon. Um, I think he is one of the more charismatic members of Seventeen. I think think maybe vocally he's not like my favorite or really the most Uh talented. But I think he does bring Uh something special to that group. Um, that being said, I also was a little unimpressed by this song. I think first off, he mm-hmm. did say that it was actually inspired by a friend of his and and Rob Roy's. Um, oh. And so I think that already, the fact that this has nothing to do with his own feelings and own experience, mm-hmm. and then he was kind of just inspired by someone else's experience. That's why I think maybe lyrically it felt a little forced. Um, oh. His vocal... Mm-hmm. Um, he has a very naturally kind of thick and husky voice. So this sound makes sense for him. Like he could easily cover like mm-hmm. a Machine Gun Kelly song well, you know, like it makes mm-hmm. sense to that he can hold up to kind of the noisiness of a pop punk sound. Um, yeah. But I do not like whatever tuning or processing they did to his voice. It, for I don't think oh, he's like. the most emotive or passionate singer anyway. And having all that processing on it made it even less so. It made it even more robotic because... I think with a lot of these pop punk songs, like, I love pop punk, right? Like, I was a big, like, Avril fan, Blink-182. Okay, like, Avril's I'm into all that, Spotify. right? Yeah. But the thing, listening to those, they actually do, if you really listen to their vocal uh, production of it and how they sing it, every word, they do put certain textures into it. Like, they really mm-hmm, try to emote mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It's not just yelling, right? Um, and I yeah. think in this case, like, there are no stylistic choices with different breaks and cracks or yeah or textures in in his execution of it so it's all just a bit one note across the whole thing yeah. um so right. that's why i think i'm right it's just okay yeah
1: yeah no same i agree i think um like you said um aside from like our own personal taste involved i feel like the song um it sounds decent it's not terrible it sounds trendy uh like you said it's a lacking the emotions you know it's just it's more angsty in concept than vocally speaking and lyrically speaking. Like mm-hmm. It's just, you know, and I think maybe him going for a more emo rap approach would have been a little bit more interesting. Like something like a Juice World, meet MGK or the Kid Leroy type stuff. I mean, yes. Um, no offense to those guys. Uh, like, I feel like MGK is, is doing a little bit of the texture thing and Kid Leroy is going to Juice World. that whole. I'm not into the genre because I don't really care for it. But it would have just made more sense in terms of him being able to rap and switch back and forth to add a little bit more dy- dy- dynamism. Yeah. Our favorite word to struggle around. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> to the song, for sure. Um, but for all intents and purposes, I do believe that this song fits the taste of like the fans and like mm-hmm. maybe younger fans. Like this is trendy. Yeah. But yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's
0: okay. Yeah. Um. what do you think of the visual?
1: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, I will say this before <laughs> before I, like, throw out, like, a bunch of, like, roasts. I'll give some toasts, you know? Toast and roast session here. Uh, the night scenes are nice. I like that. I like his eyes, how bright they look in the... He looks like a... You know, you can find, like, a possum in, in the nighttime. That's what it looks like. You know, like... Psh, psh, <laughs> you know, like...
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I like the soul spotlight scenes on the compound. That was cool. Um, The fur coat looking in the burning hole and him singing in the fencing... I like those two. But him just sitting in the chair looking kind of pretty, I don't like because it just, my thing is if you're going to go for rock star, like give me cliche, like trashing the room or maybe cell phones in your face while you're sitting in the chair. All you want to be is a human, treated as a human. Like for you to sit there and be like, you crave someone real, but you want to be alone unless you get that. I'm like getting, I'm just getting, you're just alone. And then you're sitting in the chair and he's already really pretty. Like he's not a looking guy. I call everyone pretty when they're good looking before you guys. Oh no, he's very good. pretty. But yeah, he's. Yeah he's he's pretty I, I, I listen he's a handsome young man but he's almost too pretty for what he's singing about and what the song and the genre calls for like i have no offense but i was i was not getting pretty until i got i saw brendan urie and then even then i was like hey, he's cute you know what i'm saying like I just, I just when i think pop i think a little bit more like angst I think not even just black clothes it's just the fur coat he just looked like a starlet like, he looked very glamorous um again but the fence i like him looking in the burning hole him Smash, smashing things. Give me more of that. Like, the teasers had more angst and troubled rock star than the video. Mm. Like, in the teasers, he's screaming, he's on the floor, he's writhing about, and it felt a little bit more real for me. Um, but in the video, he just looks a little, like, almost a little too good. But again, Okay,
0: you know. well, well, I will say, I mean, he can't help that he's pretty. <laughs> so... <laughs> but him um, sitting there
1: halfway smiling, like, Black guy. That doesn't, know. No. Uh,
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, so he was maybe too, maybe too much smizing. I don't know. Okay, I actually think he performed mm-hmm. the song in the video better than he does vocally. Like, I, it was more oh, convincing yeah. visually than it was me just <laughs> yeah. listening to it. Like, I think he did yeah. embody it well. I think he's a very charismatic performer yeah. in general anyway. And so I think mm-hmm. visually, physically, he did really kind mm-hmm. of put himself in this place of this person feeling this loneliness. Um, and yeah. I felt... I felt it more watching it than I do just listening to it. So I actually think he did uh, a good job. Um, and I, I, yeah, I never really thought he was too pretty at all in it. I, I think I think, they, I think the styling and stuff fits with kind of just like the whole glam rock thing. And I, I was okay with that.
1: That's why I think glam rock and punk, pop, punk, pop, pop, punk are not the same. That's
0: yeah, just... but it's, it's, it's K-pop, you know?
1: I don't know. I know. I, I didn't I really it. question it, my... but
0: I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah. But for me. I like when me, my pretty boys like look
1: gritty. He looked too I like when my pretty boys look gritty. I'm not gonna lie. Listen, if you're as pretty as he is, he could've gone he could have did some they could have took some more risks. That's why I'm saying he's so pretty, they could've took a more risks.
0: Mm. Yeah, so we do have a live band performance that they uploaded to the official seventeen YouTube channel. Um, but I really don't get the point of it because the vocals still processed to hell and it's clearly you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, what's the point? It's a music video with, like, a green screen and, like, there's still a lot going on, so it's basically just a version B. You know, it's just another music video. Um,
1: and he's smiling the whole time, right?
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> vocally oh, also we, you do get a little more texture, actually. Like, he goes into mm-hmm. his mix sometimes instead of belting the whole thing, mm-hmm. so there was a little bit more interestingness in the vocal I guess, because he was singing it live, they just process- processed it to hell afterwards, but I don't get the point of it, so sure, more content for them, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, like I said, well, I mean, Vernon—he's not a bad performer, and he's not a bad artist, and the song is not bad. But I just—I feel like I was expecting more, especially for as long as he's been in the game. I'm just saying. Yeah, okay, that's just my opinion. So my rating will reflect that. I still love me some Vernon. Okay, I love you mm-hmm. some Vernon. Okay, um, young Leonardo DiCaprio—he's—he's he's definitely grown out of that. Def- thank goodness for him. His face is like, yeah. man- okay, anyway, point is, I'm going to give this seven. Okay, actually, seven.
0: I actually expected a lower score from you based on your comments. No. Oh no no, um, no, 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 no. I agree. No, 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 no. I will give it a seven as well. I don't think it's a bad song. It's just kind of middle yeah. of the road. Moving on to Wavy with Phantom. Wavy is finally back
1: finally. without
0: Lucas, <laughs> which I know is a lot of drama, which we can talk about later on. So, though this song is actually in Chinese, Wavy is part of the NCT world, which is under the Korean label SM Entertainment. So, yes, we're counting them as K pop, I guess, in this case, uh, oh, for yeah. this is It Poffin episode. We, we um And this one was done by Pan Yan Ting, Jin by Jin, Karen Poole, Sandri Farida, and Adrian McKinnon. Um, so, yeah, we, we've been waiting a while for a Wavy comeback. I think people weren't sure if they were going to wait for Lucas right to come back, and also Win Win was also like in China for ages as well. Um, But oh my god, yes, he—you know—they decided to continue. Um, I will say Mm -hmm. before I get into this track, though, they did release another video for Diamonds Only, which is another track on the album, and I think that would have been a better choice for the title track because this feels like the Phantom. Phantom feels like a rejected Vix copy song. <laughs> and I know that's a little hard, but it's nice. this whole kind of like dark mm. kind of I don't know. You know what Vix used to do, right? Like, like the Vix yeah, thing is yeah. like this dark, like gothic. zombie gothic. Yeah, gothic is the right word. Yeah. Um, yeah. That whole concept yeah. is like Vix's thing. And this mm-hmm. feels just a little dated in concept. Um, and yeah, the song is just it's just I don't know, I'm not that inspired by it, to be honest. but for what it is, though, um I like the dynamics within it. Like I like the low breathy vocals and the verses. Um, mm. like they all the members handle that well, and I think the chorus mm-hmm. melody is nice, um, and there is mm-hmm. unison sitting singing, which is nice. Um, but then there's something interesting about the mix of it because it doesn't sound very powerful in the way that it's mixed. I don't know. I have a lot of questions <laughs> about this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little just confused by the track. What do you think?
1: You know what's funny? Um, I actually heard old, too. I heard older. Yeah. Um. It sounds like, for me, it sounds like old EXO. Like, it could have been something that came right after Mama. <laughs> like, right after. So that's too, un- that's, okay, y'all, for who don't know, who don't know who XO is, or I think XO is too old. That was 2012. Wait, hang on, That was like 10 years ago, Wait. Oh my god, that is old actually. <laughs> Hang on. It's crazy cuz then BTS came right after. What? Yo. I'm not going to reveal my age, but I was quite young when EXO came.
0: 2012 was also um, the when Vix was starting to make their peak as well.
1: <laughs> that's oh my god. Yeah. What? <laughs> Oof, Jesus. Okay. Right? Here we oh, are. No, no, no.
0: Vix was when they that's when they debuted, I think. So they it took them another year, but yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You, take them the, you yeah. get into that whole, like, gothic. Not the gothic where people think, like, you know, uh, like, old century, like, gothic. Like, the font. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the font. <laughs> Old English. Um, Anyhood a little. Um, yeah, so I like the low, grumble kind of speaky thingies because mm-hmm. it gave the rappers an opportunity to not just, like, yo, 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 shoddy. Because they always do that. Oh, my God. They always do that in, like, SM songs. especially sh- They love shoddy, okay? If you don't believe me, listen to Super Junior and Shining. okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, they're they're interesting they're interesting to hear, but like melodically they aren't outstanding. And I think I hear mama, right? But where it doesn't meet the EXO standard is the pullback in the mix, the standout chorus. Um, I will say I like the kicking drum that not don't right in the middle of the, the 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 I can't even say it, of the chorus. For whatever reason, it does something to me, and I think that's what they meant to do. Like, it kicks the song up a notch a little bit, but not enough. Like, it builds tension, but then after that, the song kind of just falls a little bit flat, and that's why it doesn't feel like EXO. That's why it doesn't feel like current SM. That's why it doesn't feel like, wow, that Diamond song. Because at least it went somewhere, right? But this one kind of just stayed in, like, mid-tempo land. Um, But yeah, I like the falsettos. And I will say that I think... They may have recorded it as a group, but they may have pushed like one member specifically their vocal forward. Like maybe it was Ten singing it because it wasn't Xiaojin's voice that I heard in the chorus. In the chorus. Right. Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it
1: was both of them, but it was definitely Ten's pushed forward. But they only even the choreography had highlighted one member at a time, which was either Ten or Xiaojin in the middle. Uh, I'm not complaining because they mm. both killed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they didn't do hip hop because concept pop and K-pop is one of my favorite things about K-pop. It's not just like, well, here's a trendy sound. Let's make a song about love. It was like, that's what made Vic so good. Like you said, they had that concept going and it's like, oh my God, what other creepy crap can they do? There's so much voodoo, possession, space. You know, there's so many things you can do. So I appreciate the fact that they did it. They made like a concept track because mm-hmm. SM used to be king of the concept. Okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get a hoot hoot for hoot? Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think the usage of class mu- classical music in this song definitely made the transition into the dramatic bridge so much cleaner. I love that part. And there's like a slight guitar in the last chorus, which I think is really cool. They Mm. don't really play with it much, but it's there. But I think this song, because it is sounding a little bit older, I feel like a little bit like mildly attached to it. But also I appreciate how simple it is. And I again, to find that middle ground of like cool new sounds and like old nostalgia is tough. And I feel like they kind of were just shy of it, honestly. Yeah. And the video then lend any assistance.
0: no because the um, video feels actually. dated as well and you know i, I don't know i think uh, the okay. issue is like i love concepts as well i also love that in k-pop that's why i was such a yeah. big vix fan as well um but and, and yeah i like this kind of gothic kind of phantom of the opera <laughs> situation um <laughs> but um, but i think that that concept is kind of overdone a little bit you know um a lot of groups have attempted this kind of victorian kind of thing before um and all the scenes just feel a little cliche right you have like the haunted mansion you have like the dungeon with that ship thing that looks literally like a set from phantom of the opera um um, i did enjoy like the back and forth back and forth of the main hall like kind of being like lit up versus like the white cloths kind of all over it i did enjoy that um Mm -hmm. but yeah it just feels really just not very inspired um i will say we said in the past i feel like wavy had been forced previously to kind of be the sexy unit of nct which they never really fully embodied um so this one does (laughs) feel a little more natural than that so i appreciate that and like i'm not taking away from the guys because they're very good performers and they look really really Mm -hmm. good and and i think they Mm -hmm. did what they could with with this um i just think as a concept the video is just a little yeah boring
1: yeah you know, honestly, this is an amalgamation of concepts. Like, I saw the Game of Thrones throne, which bothered me. I'm like, okay, I get it, yeah. but no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That bothered me. I was like, it's a little too. That's a wrong century, baby. That's the wrong century. You're talking about plague and dysentery and combining it with Phantom of the Opera. Sure, okay. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, <laughs> this is a little random. Um, I do like the possession and, like, some of the effects, like the green eyes and whatnot, like, they definitely stayed true to the concept, like, of phantoms with the candelabras. And I do like the little featuring of, like, the Black Panther. At first I was like, what the hell's going on? But if you think about it, it's like cursed princes. And instead of, like, and the beast and making them wear prosthetics, it's like the beast is, like, a spirit that's controlling them. And that's why Hendry is sitting there with his dead fish face um, staring at the camera. And that's no expression. <laughs> um, and then the panther appears. <laughs> 'Cause again, it gives back to the whole um French concept that the Phantom of the Opera kinda of goes around and the beauty and the beast kinda of goes around, you know, it's also German. It's just weird. Um, I will <laughs> say like the sword and the heart, like I said, the amalgamation, the sword and the heart, the red moon turning yellow. It just, you know, the broken curse, you know? Uh, again. I get it, but it doesn't mean I have to like take it. You feel me? Like that's yeah, what's yeah, happening yeah. here. So So back to what we were saying about like you know, the the, the talents in the group. My favorite group, I'm just gonna be very obvious, it's Yang Yang or Yang Yang, excuse me. Yang Yang, Ten, and Xiao Jun. Okay. Without a doubt, they add like the edgy kind of like smolder. I mean, even in the performances you see, like Yang Yang like lift his eyebrow. I can't do it as well because mm-hmm. my eyebrows are straight and flat. But this man completely disconnects his face to make the yep. to make no it. No Botox in like, that
0: eye that forehead.
1: <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> he said, baby, it's natural. All right. Um and I think honestly, I could hear Lucas in certain like low parts. Who? And maybe I was. Who's wonder- that? I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, so I agree with you. Ten is, is such a good performer. Like he is just uh-huh. so great to watch. It's very hard not to watch him whenever he's on stage because yeah. he just, the way yeah. he dances, he finishes every move and fully yeah. extends everything and every single body part. There's intention behind everything he does. And oh, he's so clean um and xiaojun is for sure my bias in this i've said in the past I, ne- I very rarely have biases in, in especially the newer groups yeah. but he is so good his voice is one of the best in nct as a whole in sm uh, as a whole and he has a really yes. expressive face so he's he always has great facials as well mm-hmm. um it always feels just yeah. very super authentic and like, that he's like it's not too forced um so yeah, yeah. they're both great um Choreography-wise, well, first of all, actually, I was watching all the comeback performances and they did actually perform an English version of Phantom also, which I was like, oh, that's interesting because there's no Korean version. So they performed the Chinese version and the English version on the Korean music shows. So I find that Mm -hmm. interesting. But um, choreography-wise, I do appreciate it's not as on the nose as a lot of the stuff used to be. Um, (laughs) Yes, there are (laughs) references to claws and stuff and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. hauntings and things, but um nothing too generic so i appreciated that um i really liked oh, yeah. the little low monster steps that they do when they bend over and they're doing <laughs> like a frankenstein walk i thought that was very dynamic and just was a great visual and they use that quite a lot throughout the throughout yes. the choreo um but yeah yes. i thought it was effective and like we said they're all really good performers and and mm-hmm. yeah i think they're a really strong unit in nct and you know they're underrated right. so i'm glad they get to finally come back
1: <laughs> no i agree with you i think again we have said it before in our, our ultimate nct pop-off we both think that nct the the wavy unit is probably the best set of dancers like we both think that and they always come like a hundred percent like literally when i think of dancing with nct i think of them like there are members and groups of nct that Mm -hmm. i like as a whole you've seen them live i've seen them live they're not always together yeah you can't say that to wavy you can't say that to them not at all especially now that they've lost
0: their worst dancer
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> mercy. It's true.
0: It's true. It's true, though. He may come, come back. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know.
1: We don't know that part, but it's true, though. I mean, when you, when you, when you lose the weak link, the chain becomes quite strong. <laughs> um, but yeah. We're going to move on to ratings because we could go yeah. on for days. Uh-huh. Uh, but yes, what do you think about Phantom? What kind of score do you give?
0: okay i will give it a 7.5 i think it was the wrong choice for a title track but i'm glad they're back what about you
1: it's different from their other stuff it's not like my favorite from them so i'm gonna match you i'm I'm, i'll give it a 7.5 i don't like the reason you gave it a 7.5 but i'll match
0: you. (laughs) okay side note though i would actually like to talk about lucas just a slight tangent because you know we're a timely podcast here um We do have the new teaser for Super M. We know Super M is coming back. We know Baekhyun and Taemin are finishing their military service in the first part of 2023 as well. Um, Kai will have a lull before he then has to go to the military. But in the Mm. teaser, there are seven lights that are shown. So one question is, is Lucas's kind of comeback going to be first in Super M before he returns to NCT? So that's question number one. If not, though... Are they going to replace him because there are still seven lights and a lot of people have noticed that there is a red light in the teaser and red is TVXQ. Yeah. So, well, maybe Changmin, maybe Changmin instead. But vocally, though, Changmin doesn't really make sense to replace Nika. No. So maybe You know, I guess he, he yeah, would. Maybe. He, he maybe. But then Yuno know, had his own, can... you know, controversies as well. Changmin's a safer choice.
1: This is very true. Okay, Max, come on in. Shoot, step it on in. Yeah, mm. but then it's also
0: like, yes, would they want? I mean, it gets wow. Boas in Girls on Top, so it's not a huge thing to have true. like a, an older kind of member. But yeah. I know vocally for me, and they've been pushing Jeno a lot. Like he was in so much of the SM Winter album. Please. He vocally, yes. he would make this sense to replace Lucas just in terms of dynamics. Yeah. So I could see him being pushed in as well. But then, that then the red light doesn't make sense. So
1: I don't know. Interesting, interesting. I mean, you know how I feel about Jed Owl. I didn't talk about him at all in our candy re- review, but I should have. He looks so good. But I'm trying to do this thing where I don't talk about how good they look. I'm working on it. Like, see, I did so good up until you said his name, right? I did so damn good, right? Oh, mm-hmm. Shao Jun too. Shao Jun was my break. Shao Jun. You- <laughs> 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 all right. So, yes. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, let us know what you guys think. What's going to happen with Super M? Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments or hit us up at CCTV Pops. Yeah. But anyway, back to our Is It Bop In?
1: All right, up next is Halazia by
0: A.T.'s. Is that how you say it? Halazia. Not Halazia, because I think I used to read it as Halazia. My friend was like, it's not tilapia. Like, it's (laughs) Halazia.
1: You make things so, you know, fanciful. I respect that. He said Halazia. You never had Halazia? Well, Halazia was actually done by Eden Olander Maddox. Pepperoni. Terrible name. um, Olive Buddy. Lee's, Neko, and Hongjoon and Mingi of ATEEZ. Mm. I'm joking, Pepper. Right? I think it's adorable. Um, but yes, this song is... Ooh, you know what? Uh, I like this song. I'm going to say it right off the bat. I like, I like the song. Um, and here's why I like this song. Because this is another anthem to their causes. Okay, it's another, it's another anthem. That and I saw Hala. And I was like, oh yeah, their song Hala Hala. Hala Hala Hala. So, squat, uh, do, no, do. I'm not singing the song properly. But Halala has turned into Halosia. So a, a chant, a, a, a war cry has become like this summoning spell because that's what it sounds like, Magic the Gathering, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, if you will. And even the production itself feels ceremonial in nature. Like there's organs and bell tolls in the beginning and Halosia comes in like a chant. Mm-hmm. You know, Not like Gregorian in nature, I won't say that, but I feel like they're trying to summon the light. You know, like they talk about bringing the light. Like the song is about, you know, Rage Against the Machine, you know? Um, and I like that. And it's very interesting to hear those sonic cues, if you will, to make you think of, you know, preparing for battle or preparing for some type of ceremony. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um, and I think when the EDM comes in, it definitely switches everything up nicely, the way I wanted Phantom to kind of get kicked up. Like, the future bass kicks the song into a whole other gear. And I'm like, I like it. And even at the end, it's just like energy just keeps building. The line distribution is really good. Um, I think that's what sets them apart from a lot of like, quote unquote, noise making groups. Even when I first started listening to them, I'm not a huge fan where I know all the theory. But I know when they come out with a song, I'm listening to it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Except for that one Cluster Duck song that we don't like that we reviewed for a oh. while, But we did not like that. Yeah. I can't remember the name right now. <laughs> you know, but aside from that. Aside from that, I'm here for the Pirate Kings. Let's get it. Yeah, Let's we were talking it. about
0: a concept. Like, AT's knows how to do a concept, you know, and keep it fresh. Yeah. And, and, yeah, they have really grown on me. If you had asked me a year ago how I felt about AT's, I would have really no thoughts at all. But after seeing them live and through just watching them grow just in this past year, it's been interesting because... Mm-hmm. um You know, I think for them, performance has always been the number one priority, and I think it still is, and I think that's what makes them so great to watch live and Mm -hmm. and why they got so many fans. But I feel like, you know, you mentioned the kind of noisy thing, and I know a lot of of K-pop fans find that word kind of really annoying. But I think now, if you compare this song to kind of the older stuff, it's definitely more melodic. You know, they really wanted it to be something that you could just listen to you know it's not just about what can make a great stage performance um this one is actually yeah it's very melodic and it has really beautiful moments in it um so i really appreciate Mm -hmm. that in this um it is a very intense song and it's really driven by the percussion um yeah which i also think is cool but again not in a way where it overtakes the melody so i think that Yeah, the whole thing is really well done. And I like how the chorus is that kind of two-parter. You get that really understated repeat of the halazia. Mm -hmm. But then you get the powerful belty Mm -hmm. moment, which of course makes sense for them as well. So just a really, Mm -hmm. really good dynamic throughout the entire song that's really driven by their vocal tones and the different dynamics between the members as well, um, which I appreciate. Like they've really now learned kind of who sits where and how they can use everyone. Yeah, Um, yeah, the outro is so good. It does go into kind of this dubstepy thing which, Mm -hmm, you know, lends itself well to a great dance moment. But, you know, the chanting is minimal, and it just all feels like a very natural build to the song, and it's a very satisfying end. So I'm very, very impressed by this, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah, totally, totally. And uh, I think the video is also one of those... I mean, at this point, we're not really surprised with K-pop being like, oh, yeah, the production value of the video, blah, blah, blah. You know what I think... Hang on, real quick. When I think of these high-budget videos, I just think of, like... TLC and the groups from the 90s, how all that crap was like recoupable. Like you had to like give the money back because they spent so much money, money on the videos. I really do wonder how that works. Like these videos are such high production with the CGI and the and the set design. Like, are your fans making money? Yeah, well, <laughs> so <laughs> here's
0: here. I will, so let us know if you guys be, you would if you guys would be interested. But I know the whole thing with Chu and Luna and her, her whole contract situation. And now they're making a new law about it in Korea as well. Um, so if you, got, you guys would like us to dive into record contracts and things, um, both of us do have experience in that professionally. So, yeah, if yes. you want us to do a video about that, <laughs> we definitely can. Because, yeah, I would guess, actually, that, yes, they would still have to be at least partially responsible for recouping the video and other marketing costs. Mm-hmm. But ATs is successful enough that they probably do do that.
1: So, Darn right. And this video <laughs> definitely, definitely uh, shows that even some of the stage performances. like I saw fire. On one mm. of the stages, was it? I, uh, I forgot which which stage. But also, yeah, it's at
0: the Gaio. Oh, one but, of the Gaio dejuns, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. They, when you can afford real fire, that's a liability. Like, you know how much that costs in insurance? You know how much that cost? it's not just pew pew pew. It's it's different. It costs more money than pew pew. You know. Um, speaking of. Hanazia is, again, um, the video is interesting. Like like I said, this is their calling. This is their PSA. We get the speaker in the beginning. And the video actually features like a scarecrow, almost emaciated version of their Hala Hala costume. And like, Young picks it up. It's burning. It's on fire. Uh, One of the members has chains and he's dragging the chains. Like It was very like, uh, it wasn't like cult summoning. It was like, there was a sect of people in this post-apocalyptic world who decided to fight back. Like there's a sector of resistance and they're building to strike back. Um, and and at the end they pull like this huge orb of darkness down with the same chain that was being dragged over. Um, they sacrifice essentially that halahala for a better version of what they're presenting. The like, choreography was just really awesome. And I love that that hole at the bottom. It goes back to the whole we are oh, right. resistance. We will come back to the surface and win. Like it's just it I just read the Shatter Me series, um audiobook wise. Um just mm-hmm. a slight plug, Audible if you want to sponsor us, come through. Um I listened to the Shatter Me series and like my mind is on, I'm back. And the song I could totally hear at not just like at like Coachella. That's another thing too K-pop songs, a lot of these noise songs, a lot of these EDM songs would do so well with like a funk remix, like F like pH. O and k like remixes or like edm remix this would do great great at festivals okay and i don't know why they're not playing the festival this is crazy just anyway this song just feels so powerful and moving the video does the same thing and i'm like this is a movie It's a freaking movie
0: yeah i mean like i said they they know how to do a concept for sure and they do the dark thing really well like they've developed they always have really intense makeup and that lends itself well to these very intense facial expressions as well. You know, mm-hmm. they just kind of handle mm-hmm. that very well. Yes. Um, I yes. will say Woo Young killed it in that dance break. Um, he, mm-hmm. I think, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard being in a group with Sun, who's like one of the best dancers oh God, yeah. in K-pop right now. And he's also just very visually yeah. memorable and very striking. Um, yes, but I think, uh, I think he he they've was. all had a pull up, which is awesome. Like they all as performers, mm-hmm. they are holding their own. So that's just been really awesome to see as they've grown as well. Um
1: yeah. And I love that
0: they use the background dancers very minimally yeah. actually in the at least in the perform- in that performance that I watched. Um mm-hmm. like they're more just there for pictures and just to kind of build and, and kind of just compliment mm-hmm. the group. The group is very much yeah. the forefront. Um, and they don't actually need the background dancers. They're just there to compliment. So I appreciate that. Cause sometimes yes. when they get a lot of background, you know, when these groups get a lot of background dancers, they kind of just fully take over and it, like, it's which like which one is a member, you know? <laughs> um right. yeah. Um, and there is that creepy ending, you know, ATs has been great with the lore, so I assume this is, like, yeah. leading into whatever the next kind of larger concept is, or at least the next yeah. video or something, so,
1: yeah, yeah. it's awesome.
0: Very impressed. Just, yeah. All right, so what leading. would you rate this song? I'm gonna give it a nine. Okay. I will also give it a nine. This is up there, and it's one of my favorite A.T. songs, I think.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, should I give it a ten? <laughs> It's going to be hard to top this one, boys. Yeah. (laughs) So, what do you all think of these songs? Let us know which upcoming K-pop releases you'd like to see featured next month. You can also comment below or message us at Pop on social media. You can also join us on Patreon and help us decide what to cover in future episodes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications for our channel. And if you're enjoying the show, give us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, that's Chris. That's Shan. Signing off from CCTV, the non-stop pop show.